Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 123. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me as always are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Uh. Okay. And <laughs> is it that, what, what are you eating? What vegetarian yeah. option are you eating today? Is I it made, another tofurkey? Um, no, no. That was that's only for the holidays, Tom. Tofurkey. This sandwich. is just standard. This is just standard chili. It's just vegetarian chili. It's nothing exciting so with a little bit of white rice. So it's beans and soup? Yeah, it's like it's tomato not... soup and beans, right? You guys are dicks. There's also garbanzo beans and uh, some tofu. And so like, I so like in... three types of beans and tofu in soup. You know, a multi-bean chili is not unreasonable, Tom. It's it's very... Do you refer- know in Texas, it, it... in Texas, their chili has no beans. It's just all meat. Yeah. It's well, they anti- vote right. What do you want? Anyway, also joining Nobody me is the Vutastic Chris Vu. Hi, Chris. I'm back. <laughs> you were here last week. Yeah, it was for That's 90% a good point. of the show. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Even he can't keep it straight. It's my hiatus of six days. <laughs> yes, your six-day hiatus that we all took. <laughs> sabbatical. Yes. Oh boy. All right. So we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Um, a lot of geek stuff happened in the ensuing week since our last show, but we did have some fairly big sports things happen as well. So we'll start there. And uh, the Major League Baseball winter meetings started uh, today here in sunny Orlando. Hot stove. That's right. And the hottest of hot stoves uh, heated up over the weekend when news broke that the Marlins were trading reigning National League MVP Giancarlo Stanton to the New York Yankees for basically a song and a bucket of baseballs. <laughs> um, and they made it official today at a news conference. Uh, it wasn't even a good song either. Um, but uh, the official terms of the deal are... Uh, Stanton to the Yankees for second baseman Starlin Castro, who was an all-star last year, and two lower-level Yankee prospects. Um, in addition, if Stanton plays all the re- or chooses not to opt out of his massive contract after the 2020 season, the Marlins will pay the Yankees $30 million, which is awfully swell the Marlins to do that. Well, it's basically one year of the 10 years remaining on his deal. Um, this is clearly a payroll dump for the Marlins. Their new ownership group inherited a whole bunch of debt. In fact, barely had enough cash to buy the team. So they came in <laughs> owing people money uh, and had to cut payroll. So they traded D. Gordon to the Mariners earlier in the week. And uh, they traded their largest contract, Giancarlo Stanton, to the Yankees. Uh, he's owed $295 million uh, left on his contract. Over the course of uh, six over months. Over the course of, uh, I think it's how many? He's got ten years left on his deal. Because he just signed it like a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there is some controversy because Derek some... Jeter, who who now is the managing the president of the Marlins, the managing owner, uh, used to play for the Yankees. 
Is that right? Are, people are griping about that. No. Um, I I watched the news conference today. Um, Stanton. I don't think this had anything to do with um, Jeter wanting to help the Yankees, but Stanton had a full no trade clause. He gave them a list of teams that he would waive that clause to go to. The Dodgers and Yankees were on it. He's from L.A. Um, according to Stanton, Jeter and the Marlins ownership ignored that list, made deals behind his back with the San Francisco Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Stanton met with both of those teams and decided he didn't want to play in those places. So he finally was like, look, go to the teams on my list and make a deal. So they went to the Yankees and he is now a Yankee. And this is definitely going to give the Marlins a great opportunity to win more baseball games. Right, Tom? Uh, well, sometime around 2022, maybe, but not now. <laughs> uh, definitely not now. And in fact, it's funny because uh, Marlins fans, of course, they love to bitch and moan when their team does something they don't like, but they don't show up unless the team is winning. So, well, I don't, I don't put a lot of credence in what they have to say, but it does suck if you are a diehard Marlins fan to see right. everything that's happened since the new owners took over because they not only trade your best player, uh, they trade a fan favorite in D. Gordon. They fired Jeff Conine, who's Mr. Marlin, as part of their front office. Um, <laughs> like they, they changed the entire the, the play-by-play uh, and color commentator group uh, got fired. Um, they've basically come in and cleaned house because they need to slash uh, payroll. <laughs> so. I, I, I will conjecture the following. Tom, um, what is a good way to recoup income uh, as a baseball uh, owner? Um, I know what you want me to say, and that is selling tickets. Um, yeah, selling yes, tickets. but the that's, amount of debt that's a good one, inherited right? from Jeffrey Loria, who might be the worst owner in all of professional sports, um, did not really. Uh, they were never going to make it up in ticket sales. <laughs> there was no way. And okay, in fairness, fine, I get it, but you can't mortgage the team every three years. You just can't. I mean, the Marlins do it, and everyone always the argument. Oh, God, the Marlins mortgage the entire team again. Well, screw them. I'm never going back to another Marlins game. And then two or three years later, they find some diamond in the rough like John Carlos Stanton, or they go to the World Series somehow, and everyone's like, yeah, the Marlins, what up? Well, that's and the then, thing. And it, it created all created a business again. model of we build from the draft and the farm system. We get good. When those guys get too expensive, we fire sell them off for more prospects. And in four or five years, when those guys get good, we're good again. And in the meantime, we suck ass. Um, that's a way to do it. It's not a good way to do it. Um, well, you're but a, that is just, what they have been doing since 1997. You're going to alienate your fan base just enough that eventually your team will be non-existent. And in Miami, you might as well already be, because as we've already talked about, in Miami, if you're not winning, nobody cares. People barely showed up to see LeBron James play uh, outside of the playoffs. So they build they build this gorgeous cathedral in Miami. Yeah, the they Marlins build it to... in in Coral Gables, yeah. where in a, apparently a part of town that's 
nobody wants to go to, and there's tons and tons of traffic in and out all the time. Uh, right. They no, no, no. The not, city I'm, of Miami for that stadium. I'm not saying they did anything right here. I'm no. just saying that eventually I have to ask the question. What? Hey, Chris, what's Yo. the point of baseball? Your point of baseball, or no, 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 no. What is the point of Major League Baseball that we talk about on this show? What is rule number one? Stay open, right? right. Just stay open. The That's Marlins exactly are not doing right. a good job of abiding to rule number one. Not Tom. so far. Not so far. It doesn't look that way. Um, their fans are upset. You know who's even more upset than their fans, though? And I saw this in the news conference today. The St. Louis Cardinals fans who have been <laughs> motherfucking Giancarlo Stanton on Twitter all weekend. <laughs> and uh, about half of the reporters from the St. Louis media contingent that are here for the winter meeting showed up to his news conference today and ask the same question in multiple different ways, which was, why do you not want to come to St. Louis? Because he had the chance and chose not to. And so everyone's bitching and moaning. But he flatly said, like, I listened to what they had to say. They were not one of the teams on my list. I didn't feel like it was a good fit. He signed a contract that gives him that power. He exercised that power. It's, I don't, as a Yankees fan, I am of two minds about this. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I bet. No, I'm excited I that he's bet. on the team, but they didn't need him, and it's a huge contract that they're taking on for a guy who's injury prone. Um, it's it's very similar to when they got a Rod after the 2003 season. I don't know if it's a Rod specifically. I think you're. You're more looking at it. Well, I would say it's more of a, a Teixeira, but Teixeira was on the downstring of his career. So that's not quite right. No, I mean, A-Rod um, was a reigning MVP. They traded for him at a discount because Texas wanted him and gone because of payroll. Um, okay. And he's a guy who plays the same position as the Yankees superstar already. He plays right field. Aaron Judge plays right field. A-Rod was a shortstop. Jeter played shortstop. Um, so he's not, it wasn't a guy there. He was not at a position of need for the Yankees, but they had an opportunity to get him uh, for very little. And <laughs> I, I mean, really, they gave up. Starlin Castro was going to have to be dealt at some point anyway. So, and they didn't have to give up any of their best prospects to do it. I don't, I mean, for as far as the, the Yankees are concerned from their perspective. There's no way you don't do this deal. Of course, because they're the Yankees and God forbid any other teams matter. But that has nothing to do with it. It's they're I'm trying to win just like everyone else. Like you can't say, oh, they should turn down a deal because they I'm need to give other that. teams a chance. That's bullshit. I'm not saying they should turn down a deal. They would have been stupid to turn down John Carlos Stanton for in what New York Yankee terms would essentially be. I don't know. Hey, does anyone want to go out for pizza today? Also, we signed Giancarlo Stanton. Right. I get right. it. I absolutely get it. But I think it's terrible for baseball. But it ain't nobody great. cares. No, it ain't great. I mean, I agree with you there. It's not it's not great. You have the two uh most popular two of the five most popular players in the game now on the same team. Um I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. You have real good for real good for that hard to please New York market that never sees anything, right? <laughs> it's uh, it's a strange, strange time. And watching Stanton answer questions about 
uh, his meetings with Jeter and the Marlins ownership on the way out the door and his opinions of the Marlins organization in, te- in general and how it was run. Um, he, uh, he was not all that impressed with the way the new owners are running the organization. He wasn't impressed with the way the other owners were either, but he apparently, uh, the only time he ever met with Derek Jeter was when they discussed, uh, dealing him. Basically Stanton said, uh, well, I said we, you know, we had a good lineup and we could probably add pitching and contend. And Jeter told me that's not the way they want to go. They want to subtract and, that they probably would deal me, so I submitted to them a list of teams. And then they made deals with teams not on that list. What they got to do, <clears throat> this is what the Major League Baseball needs to do, okay? You take that stadium, and you just have the pinstripe bowl in it every year. <laughs> and, then, and then you take the Marlins, and you take the Rays, and you amalgam the best players out of both of them. And then they become the Southwest Florida Marlins or the Rays, whichever one you want. <laughs> and you get rid of both of these teams because the Rays play in a Cracker Jack box in front of 80 people and the Marlins play in front of a billion, in a billion dollar mu- museum in front of somehow less people. <laughs> it's done. I'm, I'm over Florida baseball. <laughs> and I, I, it, it kind of breaks my heart to say it as I grew up in, in the A-League and all that. And everyone knows that. But Major League Baseball in Florida has been an absolute joke. So I'm done. I'm this is this is officially between this and the Rays not getting and not being able to play in a real baseball stadium. They play in a basketball stadium. If, uh, if anyone doesn't even, know that. Well, no, it was built for baseball, but it was built <laughs> for baseball in 1987. No, oh, sorry. Pardon me. It, it was, was renovated for basketball. No, no one ever played basketball in there. Yeah, they played the final four in there. Yeah, but it was a hockey arena before that. No, oh, my mistake. Uh, here I am giving it too much credit. Arena I football apologize. and then hockey. Ugh. Lightning played there until they got their own place. And then, yeah, <laughs> the Final Four. But the Final Four was renovated after the Rays started playing. I thought it was before, but it doesn't matter. It's a it's, piece of it's shit. A, it's a piece of it's shit. It's a piece ballpark. of shit. It's a Cracker Jack. It's, it's, it's awful. It's a garage. Like, it's, it's like someone's garage. So, yeah, that's my, that's my thought. You contract both teams and they become... The Marla Rays or the Raylands. Well, it'll be the Raylands. There you go. The Florida oh, nice. Raylands. Their logo they'll, could they'll... be uh, Timothy Oliphant from Justified. Yeah, fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. Or just a choo-choo train. There you go. That'll work, too. Um, it's it's a really weird situation. I found it even stranger that, like, the St. Louis journalists were basically, like, bitching and moaning and crying in the press conference. Uh, and And it's... For Jeter as the owner who was a star player to not call the star player as soon as you buy the team and just be like, hey, I'm your new boss. Want to let you know what we're thinking. And that's it. It's it's just all a very weird situation. Um, It is. And I was I was shocked that it even happened. But here we are. We have and this is only like the fifth time in history that the two home run leaders from the previous season are going to be on the same team. Uh, it's only like the third time that the, that a reigning MVP changed teams, the ensuing off season. Uh, the other two times that person was also traded to the Yankees, Babe, what Ruth, a stun. Babe Ruth, and then a rod. Um, what a stunner. Yeah. I'm uh, shocked. 
I don't know that this is going to help the Yankees win a World Series. They already led the league in home runs. I don't know that they need another guy that hits home runs. But this is reality. (laughs) Why is it that it seems as though sort of strange trading and drama of this nature only happens in baseball? Uh, I think part of it is baseball's analyzed more than any other sport. There are more trades in baseball, period. Also, there's no cap. Yeah, there's no salary cap. So, like, the Yankees, even with Stanton's contract, will likely still be under the soft cap, they call it the luxury tax threshold. Um, But there are, I mean, you could have unlimited payroll. You just, if you're over a certain number, you have to pay a luxury tax to the league that gets okay. divided among the other teams. But so the other major, it's the just... other major sports have a cap, so you can't get, you know, like it's it's a weird thing for like the Golden State Warriors, in the NBA, to have the guys they have, like to get Kevin Durant there with Steph Curry, like that was a huge deal when it happened because usually a guy like Durant would command a salary that would put the Warriors way over the cap, and that didn't happen. Hmm. So you it just super it teams, sounds odd that somebody, like... Yeah, well, I mean, you're talking about a... Super a, teams aren't supposed to happen. They're just... They're not... In this day and age, <clears throat> which is why it's so odd, you're not supposed to have this. The idea is that you spread the wealth around the league. It always yeah. comes back to the Yankees, though, because the Yankees can afford to buy every player twice. That's what happens. They're not the only ones that can, but well, they, the Dodgers can too, and, then and that's the Red it. Sox. That's your list. Well, the Red Sox. The Reds. No, no, it's not. Yes. It's not the Red Sox. The Red Sox actually have a higher payroll than the Yankees do. But the but the Yankees could afford to go buy everybody right now. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I mean, I, I'm not saying the Red Sox can't, but the Yankees are more likely to do it. <laughs> They've done it every year of my life. No, they haven't. Don't even. Done it. Done it. You're just a fucking hater. Am I? Yes. Am I? Or am I yes. just? Am I just over this insanity? You're a bitter ass Mets fan. That's what it is. That, you're not wrong. Okay. But also All right. I rest my case. But also, I'm making a point. What is your point? It's that it's always going to be the Yankees. And if we're lucky, it's the Dodgers. And maybe it's the Red Sox. Okay. It's always the Yankees. But I ask you, when they have done this, how many times has it worked and they've won a World Series because of it? Because Well, they, as they I won recall, a few with Babe Ruth. Okay, but they did not. They won I mean, one with A-Rod. Yeah, one. They won one with oh. A-Rod. Without him, they won four. How many times does it work for the Mets? Yeah, okay, that's because they're the Mets and they make terrible decisions. When they've added, oh. when the Mets have made, <laughs> dude, when the Mets have added payroll, do you do I need to remind you of the Jeremy Burnitz, <laughs> Roberto Alomar, uh, Cliff Floyd, New York Mets? Do you can need back to? off about Cliff Floyd. He's a nice guy. I, also, I'm not saying he I, is. I believe it's Kevin. Is it not Kevin Mitchell Day? When is Kevin Mitchell? Day? Yeah, right. It's always Kevin Mitchell Day in some part of Queens. <laughs> at least when he's working his shift at H and H Bagel, he doesn't need to. He gets a million dollars for no, the next eighty years of his life. That you're thinking of Bobby Bonilla. Oh, Bobby Bonilla. Sorry. Yes, Bobby and Bonilla. that is Pardon July first every year. Thank you. Anyway, moving on. 
to the NFL and uh damn if there wasn't a vicious vicious thing that happened yesterday in the Houston Texans uh game. Did you guys see this? Did you watch the video I sent you? Yeah, yes. I've, I watched it. I actually watched it pseudo live. I yeah. cut away to it. It's pretty awful. Um, Tom Savage, yeah. the Texans quarterback, gets hit. I, I don't hit is not even a strong enough word yeah, to describe. Yeah, he's doing the fish dance, man. Yeah, yeah, he is. He falls hard. Um, his hands are twitching. It looks like he has a seizure, and then he gets put back in the game after being briefly screened for a concussion. Plays another series, and <laughs> then gets pulled. Um, now. The Texans head coach, Bill O'Brien, claims that had he seen that video during the game, he never would have sent him back out there. But he's oh, not man. able to and see. And those jumbotrons are really hard to find in the middle yeah, of the but they don't. Is he show... not looking at his player? Like... Well, he, there's a lot of, like, Savage was in, like, the end zone, right? So he's kind of way down the other end of the field from where O'Brien is. There's a lot of people between him and Savage, so it's hard to see a guy laying flat on the ground when there are other guys standing up between you and him. Um, and they, Rick, in terms of the Jumbotron question, they don't show video of an injured guy on the Jumbotron. Like, they, they show they, they do on occasion. On I mean, occasion, they might not have this time. But if it's really bad like that, they don't generally. Um, sure. Is that out of respect, or is like, we just need to hide how dangerous yeah, our no, 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 You know it's, what? You can go both ways weird... with that, but it's probably the first one. Well, it's this weird, like... It's hard to say because people watch football not for the grace and elegance of passing, but to watch somebody. It's like it's like NASCAR. Like I watch football because I enjoy the schemes and I like the game of chess that happens and all. But some people watch football to watch a guy's head get ripped from his body. Pretty much. So, so you have everybody who's queuing in to watch a human be decapitated. But when it actually happens, they all got to put on their own heart voices and pretend like it's a serious matter. And then they don't show the actual accident because, you know. Every now and again, you get really lucky, though, and the guy will roll the tape before somebody knows, and you get to see some quarterback uh, for, um, uh, what was that school? Mississippi State with his foot on backwards. And that was kind of cool, but also I threw up. So I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't watch this stuff. (laughs) You can't. And and as far as this situation is concerned with uh, Savage, I don't care who you are. You're the head coach, you're the lineman, you're the offensive coordinator, you're one of the officials, you're an offensive lineman, you're a running back, you're a defensive end, you're a tackle. Somebody has got to go to a referee and say, Jesus Christ, get this guy some medical attention and don't let him come back. Yeah, like, game. he don't look right, man. I mean, like, yeah. is that, like, I mean, did they not saw do that? him have a seizure? Like, why couldn't they say to the coach, like, hey, dude, like, this dude had, had a seizure. You might not want to send him back out there. Well, Chris, you you can speak to this as well. In an MMA fight, on more than one occasion, the ref has missed something gargantuan. A guy's gone to sleep. A guy's broken his arm. And and his opponent has to go to the ref and say, dude, we need to stop this. He's really badly hurt. Yeah. I mean, there are times when, you know, it, I mean, it, (laughs) it's so subjective of like, you know, is somebody, are they not intelligently defending themselves? Right. Um, Right. And and sometimes it's it's the ref can look at me like oh, I guess he's kind of got his hands up or something so they they let it go or whatever the case is or they're still on their feet but they're really kind of out on their feet but the ref just lets it go because they're like they're not out right so yeah I mean like fighters I don't know if it's just a, some sort of like an unspoken rule oftentimes they'll just be like 
you know, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll like pound on the guy for three, four extra hits and look at the ref and be like, dude, hello. And they're just like, keep on fighting. And then they'll just hit him like one more time and be like, hey, 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 he's out, man. Like, what, what do we do here? You know, I mean, like, I'm I'm really surprised they don't do that in football. I mean, like, or, or are they just so amped up? They're not, but they do, them? but, but, I, but that's there's the an thing. unwritten rule among football players too, because their contracts are not guaranteed that a guy's injury problems are his own problems and getting your nose out of everyone's business because you can lose your job if you get hurt and then you lose your livelihood. So they're not about to throw somebody under the bus to where they could possibly lose their job and it would be their fault. That's not entirely accurate though. Because on certain occasions, it's rarer than an MMA where a guy's telling the ref to stop it. You will see opposing players signal for the trainer. Like a great example is when um, I think it was Lawrence Taylor obliterated Joe Theismann's leg. Yeah. And, he, and basically Joe Theismann's leg was turned at a 90 degree angle in the wrong way. And Lawrence Taylor starts signaling for the trainers sure. to come hurry up I, and get in here. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying... If Joe Theismann, by some miracle, tried to come back in and play the next series, Lawrence Taylor's not going to the referee to say, hey, dude, I don't think that guy should be out here. Well, like, no. That ain't, that's just not happening. Like, yeah. And you might be right. Like, they'll call right for immediate that. attention, but they're not going to do anything that would result in a guy being taken out of a game uh, because of something they said. Because they don't want to get blamed for that. And they don't want it done to them most of the time. I mean, these guys are, some of them are insane and they will play with all sorts of life-threatening injuries because they need slash want the money. And and this brings me to my next point. Okay. <laughs> Isn't football to the point where playing it is a life-threatening injury? <laughs> it absolutely is. And it has always been. So it has always been, but it has, it's only recently becoming, uh, clear to the to most people there was a great story great is an, an awkward term in this day and age but a great story about brett Favre, who got knocked silly admitted silly halfway through a packers game and he never came out of the game and goes back basically every time he goes to the sideline somebody waves some smelling salts under him and his eyes open up and he goes back out and he throws for something ridiculous like 380 yards and like six touchdowns and they win the game going away and somebody goes up to Favre and asks him about the game after it's over. And he goes, yeah, I don't remember most of it. It happened. It happened. in uh, people watched this game. There was, there's video footage of a man being so concussed that he doesn't even know what's happening for 90, 50% of the game. And he's out there throwing the ball around. Oh, look at the old gunslinger. He's so good. Uh, no, this is bad. This is real bad. But I guess nobody just wants to accept that. Tom Savage could have died on that on that play without much forethought, and then sending him back in. Yeah, I realize you're bleeding out, but you could run the ball a couple of more times, and we might get you stitched up. Yeah, but uh, after that series, he was pulled out because O'Brien said he didn't look right, and TJ Yates finished the game. I just if he doesn't look right, how is he still in the game? Well, whatever. I mean, right. yeah, well, let him they die, yanked I guess. him. They yanked him after the next series. He's out. But the NFL now says it's investigating. Uh, what went down and how it was done um, because that's the one thing that the NFL always does is pay lip service. We're going to investigate after there's public. What, what does investigate mean though? Exactly. Like, they're exactly. going to wait. They're going to wait for other senators 
shout the current center. Oh, um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Basically, it's after they're going to the send somebody to talk to the trainer, <laughs> the doctor, the coach, the player, find out if the league concussion protocols were followed properly. Y'all do this right? Yeah, we did this right. All right, looks good to me. Exactly. Case closed. Right. We yeah, investigated exactly. like, and found no wrongdoing. Is it the, a case of, I mean, hey, man, do you have a concussion? No, 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 I'm good. Put me back in. Yeah, sometimes that's what happens. I mean, like, it's it's like the boxing thing, which I think is absurd. It's, you know, they get knocked down <laughs> and the refs, it's up to the refs discretion. Hey, you know, take three steps back and come at me. You like just walk towards me. And if they can, like, stumble towards you, oh, you're good. Like, get back in. The, you know, like, right. it's... Oh, <laughs> getting hit in the head on a repeated basis or getting literally a a 300-pound dude rocketed at you <laughs> is, you know, I mean, I, I'd go, go as far as to say that's probably worse than boxing at some yeah. point, you know? So yeah. it... But, but, Chris, the helmets, they're concussion-proof. <laughs> well, the helmets certainly don't get the concussions. I mean, <laughs> you know. Well done. They sir. certainly are concussions. Well played. Well played. So, I mean, <sighs> but are we just wimps? No. <laughs> is it, I mean, are aren't we, we? Are we just? Aren't we just? You know what it is? Is are we is our generation? Just, we're just not tough enough. Yeah, we're just all it. very weak. That's it. It's, are we, it has are, we, are to do millennials with... killing football too? Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> yes. We kill everything. We kill all of old whites' fun. You can't sexually harass people anymore. Football's no fun because people don't die doing it. You know. I mean, you like those leatherheads. Seatbelts right? and the George Clooney movie. Oh, they yeah, weren't yeah. complaining about concussions. No, no. They also made approximately thirty-nine cents a game. And, and we're and, considered, we're considered some level of pirates slash rogues slash uh, ne'er do wells if you played professional football. They, they also just they they skipped over concussion and just went straight to Alzheimer's, right? Yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. Well, they're, they're you know, I mean, what Ed Too Tall Jones was known for literally beheading people, so there's that. Yeah, <sighs> that's when they were tough, Chris. That's when they were real men. Yeah, they Not were like men. now. They with would play with broken femurs. And padding. Wimps. Wimps. <laughs> Bunch of wusses throwing the football. Back in my day, we ran two yards and games ended three to nothing. Or if you were lucky, you scored a safety. And we literally just threw a person holding the ball. <laughs> <laughs> three things can Jack happen Dem when you pass the ball, and two of them are bad. So we're not going to do it. Jack Dempsey. <laughs> Kicked a field goal from his own 35-yard line with half a foot. <laughs> Tom Dempsey. Tom. I was yeah. like, Jack Dempsey's actually the famous boxer. Correct. So. Oh, sorry. Those Although, Dempsey boys. It would, not, it would not surprise me if some old dude in a barbershop said Jack Dempsey could also kick field goals from 85 yards. Jesse Owens got lucky. There, yeah. I said it. Oh, wow. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we have I'm now right. walked down that road. Oh, oh God! I'm the first to have said that in that in that scenario. I'm sure. <laughs> You're the first on this show. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, 
No, I probably. I guess it's time we move on since I'm all feisty and angry. So speaking of football, we do have to update the League of Jerks fantasy football situation. And uh, last we are in the midst of the last week of the regular season. Uh, Our playoffs are in weeks 15 and 16. Uh, It is a four-team playoff for the uh, championship, and then another four-team playoff for spots five through eight. Bottom two teams have no playoff. Um, Which takes away the toilet bowl option, Tom, so way to go. I, Dude, I thought I clicked the toilet bowl option, but we're going to find out who wins the toilet bowl uh, tomorrow, I guess. Anyway, okay. it might be you. Actually, it no, like you're, you. it looks like you might beat the like coin. You. No, you're going to beat the coin this week, I think. And if that happens, uh, it will be uh, Ryan and the stick carriers. Yes, that's who it will be if uh, if you manage to hold on and beat the coin. <laughs> I'm projected to. Well, you were, but now the game has started, and Tom Brady, I guess, threw an interception already. He's got negative yep. one point. Um. So who knows? Anyway, what it's looking like right now is that I'm going to somehow sneak into the playoffs as the. Uh, well, no, I'll be the three the three seed after losing this week, and Rick will wind up as number six in the league. Thanks. And you are getting Thanks, lit Tom. up on the league message board tonight. Yeah, they can. They can. You know what? Everyone who's lighting me up is wrong. It's just <laughs> I'm right. No, no league that I've ever participated in does a two-week playoff system where the top four get in. That's balonious, but that's fine. Well, that's how we're doing it, and it could possibly be because I clicked something incorrect in the first uh, the season started. <laughs> Sources close to me will not confirm or deny that that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> It could also mean that I haven't played fantasy football in a decade and <laughs> forgot that there were three weeks of playoffs. And <laughs> What's funny two. is everybody who's calling me, if I may quote you from earlier in the show, everyone who is motherfucking me on the message yes. <laughs> will not admit what you have just admitted, Tom, so I appreciate that. Well, they had no control over it. I did as the league commissioner. It was my job. <laughs> Collusion. So, I'm just saying this was not probably the best possible performance I could have given. <laughs> really, a six and a half out of ten. At best. Uh, I mean, that's the story of my life, really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this show is probably a solid six point eight. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Most setting weeks. the bar awfully high, Tom. We're just trying to <laughs> just want to step over it. I know. Listen, Nazis are bad. Okay, that's the, <laughs> that's the bar. The bar is whether you think Nazis are bad. That is the bar. It's, it's three words. That's yeah. all you do. You think do. Not, are Nazis bad? Question mark. <laughs> if yes, please uh, continue. With soon the show. enough, the bar might drop to our children sexy. That might be the bar. <laughs> God, that's tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the bar is dropping now. Um, anyway, so it's like looking pants. like uh, Steve and the Pocket Dogs will be the number one seed in the playoffs if everything holds the way it looks. Uh, the number two seed, the number two seed, and I find this effing hysterical. Rick is Matt Quack and his Odalehihu team, and he'll only end up as the two seed because of that tie he got with Chris earlier in the year. 
Of course. Um, he'd be one otherwise? Uh, no, no, he'd, he'd be, be four. He'd be, he might, not, he'd even be, be he might not even be in the playoffs if, if he didn't tie you. If he if he had lost to you, <laughs> he mm. might not even be in the playoffs. Um, he look, He's going to make it in. And uh, and then it'll be it looks like Alex, uh, who beat me this week, um, who has beaten all three of us, and uh, yeah. and then myself uh, as the four seats. The Squatch, who will end up with the same record as me, uh, will not be in the playoffs. Um, I also it's very funny. I need and I looked this up the other day because I was really curious about it. And um, Rick, you've been you know you've been lighting Quack up all year about his choosing Antonio Brown. As the number one pick in our draft, damn right. Um, well, I want to tell you oh, we're gonna we're gonna run down who the highest scoring fantasy players were this year in our league. Oh, it's, it's Antonio Brown. I already looked it up. Um, Antonio Brown scored. Uh, actually, well, last night's points weren't added in yet. I guess, but uh, yeah, because Le'Veon Bell would be like two or three. Uh, actually, the top five, six, seven, eight. The top eight scorers in our league were all quarterbacks. Oh, that makes sense. In terms of total points. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Alex Smith. Alex Smith, who was a free agent most of the year, third highest scoring player in fantasy football. This shows what everyone knows. Uh, Tom Brady. Kirk Cousins, who I traded you midseason, which was a fucking mistake on my part. <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you, Tom? Yeah, real well, considering I think I started Jay Ajayi once, and he's been on my bench the whole rest of the time because <laughs> it sucks. To warn you. <laughs> yeah, um, but but I did I did pick up Aaron Rodgers, who will be back uh, for my team's run in the playoffs next week. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hope so. You thank start you. Good, I'm gonna good, go for I it. I probably will go for it. I'm gonna get him and Ezekiel Elliott back next week, which is interesting. Um, <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott. Uh, Todd Gurley, number nine, and Matt Stafford, another quarterback, top ten. Um, but wow. uh, Le'Veon Bell was fourteen, and Antonio Brown seventeen. But that's uh, I don't think that includes this week's numbers. Uh, well, Le'Veon did better than Antonio, so yeah. So, but uh, <clears throat> it's it's very funny how like your number one pick and his number one pick were are neck and neck and very close. And for a while, Antonio Brown was leading. Well, so and here's the thing. Giving crack, and crack and Antonio, Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown is a great pick. It's a great pick. I'm not going to, I'm not an idiot. My argument has been from the moment he made that selection to this day and through the playoffs and through any championship, he may ill-gottenly win. Quack picking Antonio Brown with the number one overall choice was the stupidest pick I've ever seen in my life. But why, if he was one of the, the best fantasy players in the game this year. And for some reason, the top eight were all quarterbacks, and no one took a quarterback in the first round except for Chris, who took Tom Brady. Chris is apparently smarter than us. Evan because Kennedy. this is... This I just is the, recognize the name, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with fantasy football. Quarterbacks always matter more, but that's not the point. The point is, is that you, you don't pick a wide receiver first you do if it's antonio brown apparently eh, no i mean don't. all right look at it like this the top three ranked players were david johnson mm -hmm. who got hurt and has been out since week two um <laughs> <laughs> antonio brown was number three and i who i can't remember who number two was it might have been Le 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 it was levy on bell okay so 
with the first pick in the draft, he avoided a catastrophic injury and Mm -hmm. picked one of the top three guys. And in fact, a guy who for most of the season scored better than the number two ranked guy at the draft. So I, you can't tell me that's a bad pick. Yes, I can. Cause it's stupid because you don't like it. That's why, because no one would say to make that pick. No one would. No, I mean, no one thought Joe Montana should be drafted where he was. Oh my God. Did you just what about ism me about fantasy football based upon Joe Montana? Yes, I did, because fantasy football is not important. And that's a very good point. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rick's griping will inevitably continue until the champion is crowned and likely for many weeks thereafter. Forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah, forever. And then we'll hear about how injuries hurt you and this and that. No. No, the only thing you're going to hear about is how a commissioner forgot to set up proper playoff statistics, thus <laughs> avoiding my ability to play in it. That's all you're ever going to hear. And I'll take that blame uh, proudly, actually, because, I mean, if it screws you over, it's even funnier. <laughs> I mean, that's not, is that not true? Is that All not I'm true? saying is, somehow, the final four is Tom, his brother, a guy that only Tom knows... And somebody who just hates me because he's an idiot. <laughs> and nobody's nobody's seeing this. Nobody's I, to and call like it I out. told you, like I told you on the message board earlier today, the selection committee felt that your team <laughs> played a weak schedule and did not pass the eye test, <laughs> and therefore uh, needed to be ranked tenth. I believe. I believe. I have wins over two of the top four teams. Yeah, as do I. I have wins over three of the top four teams. MMA math doesn't work, though. Nope. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, Tom, his brother, a guy that doesn't exist except for Tom telling us that he does. Wait, is that the dude that that, that drafted via the phone? He drafted via the phone. He's a a Twitter account that we never have actually seen in person. (laughs) It's... He made it's, the worst it's possible T. draft Alexander. pick of all time. Wait, that's too obvious. How did he make Tom the worst a. draft pick of all time? I don't understand <laughs> his, that. His name's Tom A. at Alexander.net. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> if yes. you rearrange the letters of his name, it spells Lord Voldemort. <laughs> you know, it's just... yes, I'm it's just my... saying, I've never met Quack. I don't know he's, if he's real. He's been on the show. I, I, you, you, the coin has been on the show a lot, Tom. Yeah, well, the coin, you know, won a lot. Uh-huh. The coin only managed to beat us three. Uh, no, it's got four wins. It beat Ryan, too, who's likely <laughs> going to be the worst, the worst team in the league. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I'm done. I'm All right. Done. So, Chris, a minute ago you mentioned MMA math, and there was this interesting story out of the fight sports world. And in what comes, I imagine, as a surprise to no one, um, yeah. Ronda Especially Rousey is finalizing it. on it. You mentioned that it was going to happen, but now the deal is apparently in the very final stages. Ronda Rousey is going to the WWE. Yeah, she Hooray. Anyway, it's, I mean, she'll make more money, right? Like, oh, I'm absolutely. Sure. Without she'll make decent putting, money. Without putting her body nearly through as much... Um, potential damage i mean like it's still um i mean it's you know so here here's the thing about wrestling um it's not the moves it's the amount that you do them okay fair enough i mean that's 
most wrestling injuries are, are, you know, they're a culmination. I've been wrestling on a bad knee for six months and I can't get time to go get a doctor's opinion. Brock Lesnar is not your average pro wrestler in that he only works like six cards a year. And he's paid a lot for it. Right. He's, he's paid like a prize fighter. Like how many times did you see Randy Couture fight in one year? Right. I mean, cause he's a name. I mean, he's a draw, right? So, right. Um, but guys, guys like, like the regulars, like Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, John Cena, uh, triple H, you know, the guys that names that, you know, rock when he was at his high point, you would see them two to three times a week. Two to three times actually performing or like, yeah. Oh yeah. The drama oh, part of it. You know I mean? No, no. So, I, I mean, like, I don't perform two or three times a week, sometimes three times, uh, sometimes four times if there was a pay-per-view and a couple other shows. So I don't watch enough wrestling to know, but do the women perform as much less or more than the men do from the, a purely uh, physical standpoint? Yeah. So as long as they're a good wrestler, they'll give them 10, 15, 20 minutes, five minutes, two minutes. I mean, you know, famously, one of my my good buddy, um, Seth, who goes by Simon Grimm now on the independent scene, is a world-class fighter. He's a green belt in jiu-jitsu already after, you know, a little less, less time than I've been. And they once gave him a minute and a half to have a tag team match. So is this just, just Sako? Sako? No. No, Seth is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Anyway, sorry, go on. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. It's just spike. Um... So it's all really dependent. I mean, the women go as hardcore as the men. I don't know how much Ronda's going to do. I mean, Tom, would you expect Ronda Rousey to have more than one card a month or two or three? You'd want to no, keep her special. I, I would say they'd probably, I mean, she might show up at every pay-per-view or every other. And yeah, like maybe like drunk. once a month on the regular network shows. Like, yeah. like how Ken Shamrock did great in the WWF. Right, like, cause he kind of he had a good. Mm. No, I mean, he had a kid. Yeah. He, he had a run. Right, I mean, like, he also did pro wrestling in Japan, so he kind of knew how to work a crowd and like build himself up as a character. Right, like, is Ronda sure. gonna know how to do that? Like, is she? Well, I mean, I, I assume they're schooled in it too. I mean, like, it's more than just oh, we sign you and you just do your shit, right? Like, they're sort of like continuing education. It in depends on the person. It depends really? on the person. Some people have it naturally. Some people have to be trained. But I'm it depends sure on the they'll person. give her some pointers on that because yeah, she's never just... been the most uh, effusive flamboyant personality. Yeah, exactly. And she's I mean, she's have a to very be... she she'll she'll play a great heel if anything because she played a great heel just being her, right? Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, and I mean she has done some movies like she's acted. She mostly plays herself, but. Like in yeah. the, that one Expendables movie, she played a fighter kind of person, but not herself. For what that's yeah. worth, like so, she's got experience acting. Like I, she'll probably be fine, and she's a name, so she's gonna be famous right off the bat. Uh, right, but I mean, Rick's the expert here on wrestling, so I'm just not sure. I don't like great move for her if it's gonna keep her career and keep herself relevant and stuff like. Awesome. You know, I'm not sure how many people from MMA are going to go and watch wrestling because she's gone oh, over there. Dude, shut up. There's going to be thousands of people who are going to really? show up to. Oh, come on. If you told me that Ronda Rousey was appearing anywhere, you don't think that a thousand people would instantly be intrigued? I'm not going to watch 
wrestling now. Well, you're just, not, but there's a certain segment of the population. I mean, she was the biggest star in, in MMA for a few years. Yeah, she's got a following. Like, yeah, she. But probably maybe it's just not. because it's more of. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because I care more about the actual just the sport of it. Let me let me ask let me ask you a question, Chris. If one of your one of your teammates, not just ATT, but one of the guys you actually roll with on a weekly basis, okay, went to and performed in a wrestling show, would you want to go see him? Sure. I mean, just to support the guy, absolutely. You know, I mean, absolutely, you would be a dick otherwise. Well, you'd go and support him, right? But it's just pro wrestling. What do you care? Right, but I mean, I guess I'm not going to go out of my... But that's, that's different. I don't roll with Ronda Rousey. Ah, but you sort of answered my question. Whether or not it's pro wrestling or anything else, if you have a vested interest, you'd go check it out. If you have a vested interest. I mean, like, who... MMA is probably... I mean, GSP aside... MMA is probably one of the sports where it's a very what have you done for me lately type of sport, you know? So, I mean, like, people, when when you're out, you're you're not necessarily considered a has-been, but, like, you're just an afterthought. People don't even think about you all that much anymore, let alone go watch in a different, maybe for the spectacle of it? I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, no, I but I would I, say not every MMA fan is like you and they're thinking about it. I mean, some of them are only fans of certain fighters, I'm sure. And, and so, some of them are only fans of the violence. Well, they watch football for that. Also now, true. So. You know, you're right. They do watch fo- that. That's, that's very true. They do watch football, but they also watch wrestling. This and NASCAR. And NASCAR. <laughs> and the local news. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Oh, only if it's balanced properly. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, if it's fair, you might say. Anyway, I, <laughs> I don't. I, as an outsider, I don't think by any means she's going to become the biggest star in the WWE. But it's a, no. I mean, it's a big name for them to sign, and yeah, she'll probably work about as often as Brock Lesnar does. And she should. She should be. She should remain uh, a commodity. She should remain a sideshow. She should only be brought out once in a great while for a short match where she dominates some random jabron and they call it a day. Everybody goes home happy. Jabron. Is it Jabron or Jabroni? It's, it's all the same thing. Tomato, tomato. Huh? Tomato, tomato. One of those deals. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought you said it, Evan's mom. And I was like, what does Evan's mom have to do with this? And then I was wondering if you met Evan and things got really weird. <laughs> like, that guy just likes the Patriots a lot. Don't worry about him. <laughs> oh, well, the way synapses in Rick's brain fire, notwithstanding. Uh, we should probably move on now to the geek stuff, nerd stuff portion of the show. He did just come from getting hit in the face. True. But <laughs> when does he not come from getting stuff all over his face? Um, Wait a minute. Like Saturdays. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the big, big story, I guess, is got to be uh, it's very close now that Disney is going to buy most of 21st Century Fox. The movie and television studios. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. 
But it looks like they're going to buy the movie and television studios and the regional sports networks, which was initially not considered part of the deal. Um, but they're not buying uh, Sky TV or Fox News Channel or the Fox Broadcast Network uh, or Fox Sports. Um, but the thing that a lot of nerds are excited about is the fact that this would bring the X-Men and the Fantastic Four back under Marvel's roof, meaning that the Fantastic Four might finally get the proper Marvel treatment. And Wolverine could be in the same movie as Spider-Man. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Finally, guys, we can we can all go home and sleep easier knowing that Maybe there will be a Wolverine and <laughs> Captain America movie, and that's it. The troubles of the world are over, Tom. Right. Good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I think is kind of interesting about this is that, um, A, okay, it's further consolidation of, of just media and content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, it's a little concerning. Um, it's also, um, Disney will now own the Simpsons and Marvel, oh. both of which have significant presences in their competing theme park. Yeah. Yep. Hey man, as long as those said theme parks just keep paying that license fee, what does Disney care? Exactly. That's how they make their money anyway, right? Exactly. And there's an interesting little known thing about this that's kind of funny and that is, if the deal goes through, Disney will own the orig- the old Adam West Batman television show because Fox owns that show. And they'll thus also have they will also own you know the bro- well they won't own the broadcast rights to Gotham because that will remain with the Fox Broadcasting Network. Um, but it's kind of funny in that like they're gonna have this one little piece of Batman but not any of the other pieces of Batman. Um, and it also means that the distribution rights to the original Star Wars trilogy will now all be with Lucasfilm because Fox had those because Fox released those movies. Mm. Actually, all the prequels as well. So that now, there's the Star Wars fans are all beating off to that online thinking, we're finally going to get Blu-rays of the original versions of the original trilogy. And, and again... Once that happens, Tom. Yeah, the world will be safe. Yes, we did it. And we can finally see who Han Han shot first. Yes, yes. Yes. We'll finally see Han shooting first in beautiful 1080p. Even though Lucas says those prints were all destroyed, Um, (laughs) I'm not going to pretend that I wouldn't be one of the first in line to buy that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I refuse to buy the special editions on Blu-ray. Like I'll buy all the new ones, but I'm not buying the the Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi version oh, of that poor, movie. Poor Hayden Christensen. No, no. Uh. Poor poor Sebastian Shaw, whose work just gets erased. Oh yeah, because it was so important at the end there. It doesn't matter, man. Like that's just horse shit. <laughs> No, you're horseshit for for going after Hayden Christensen for getting a goddamn job. I'm not. He didn't get it. Okay, I'm not going after him for getting a job. Like he's fine. He's Anakin in the prequels. Fine. He doesn't need to be digitally inserted into movies made when he was a toddler. Uh, But Tom. But Tom. 
the ghost was Anakin. It wasn't Darth Vader per your goddamn precious canon. So it makes perfect sense that it would be Hayden. No, because Anakin was older when he died. They all look like no, they did when they died. He wasn't. They he didn't die when he McGregor. became Darth Vader. Oh, bullshit. He killed the younglings, Tom. The younglings. <sighs> God. This is that Obi-Wan from a certain point of view horseshit. Anyway. Um, so some interesting sort of geekery things that come out of this. What do you guys think? <laughs> if I were 16, it would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am 20 years later, and I'm looking at this going, this is bad. This yeah. is really bad. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of yeah, now that good. I understand business and monopolies. It's a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, you know. At what point does money, Disney buy... Well, I'm just wondering, at what point does Disney buy a state? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they own half of Florida at this oh, point. They own, right. Yeah, but when do they just admit it? Like, when do they just read... Like, you know, there's a new constitution of the mouse, and, like, everyone just... You know, we all have to wear armbands now. <laughs> Never. Deep state. Shadow government. <laughs> Somebody get Mickey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna buy Mar-a-Lago and then it'll be complete. <laughs> Where will Pluto? Will Pluto finally wear pants? Never, never. And Mickey will never wear a shirt. And I don't know. I, I don't get any of that. Just maybe he's got very delicate nipples. Um, wow. Okay. I'm Thank you. I just watched it. Um, <laughs> I just did too. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's totally awesome. It was so great. Oh, it's on um, Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah, for like another month, right? Wait, the yeah, new exactly. one? Before, the, the they, sequel before or the Disney first one? flips us all off. Are we talking about the first Guardians or the second one? The second, second one. That's when he mentions oh. it. That's why he's not wearing a rocket pack. Gotcha. But no, this is this is really troubling for all the reasons you said and more. Like, I used to joke and make, you know, make sad pro uh, predictions that Marvel will just, or Disney will just gobble up DC at some point. But here they are, kind of doing that. Not DC specifically, but they're just looking. It's, it's did you guys, do you guys watch? This is going to be a really specific reference. Early Family Guy. There's a, an episode where they're at uh, the fair, and there's a Polish guy and um, a German restaurant and uh, like a. Um, I don't know, like, it's a, a French like an one, Austrian restaurant. Yeah, the three booths and the guy in the German yeah. booth sort of looks like Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's and like a background the, gag. It's great. Yeah, it, it is great because the German guy takes over the Polish place really quickly and then he starts eyeing the hunger of the Australian place or something. And, you know, we never really see him go forward with it, but you're just sort of assuming that he's taking over those lands. So this is sort of that. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. Now, I mean... It's also not without some comedy when the when the it broke when the news broke that the deal was really close. Uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, tweeted, uh, "Somebody let me know when we start shooting the uh, Fantastic or the Human Torch Captain America team up movie." Yeah, which yeah. is kind of funny. And uh, Ryan Reynolds, I think, made some other crack too because because he's Ryan Deadpool. Reynolds. And, yeah, because yeah, he's, he's Deadpool. Well, he's Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I, I don't know what else to say. It's just that it's it's kind of it is troubling that we're basically only going to have like what two, three major movie studios now. 
Yeah, and then that'll be that'll be two, and then oh, no, wait, no, it's it'll be just... four. It's four. We'll have Universal. There'll be Disney, NBC, Universal, sir. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Comcast, NBC, Universal. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be Disney, <laughs> Warner Brothers, and Universal. Or no, I just said Universal. So three. Disney, yeah. Warner Brothers, and Universal. Right? Am I well, right? Well, it's Warner oh, Brothers Sony. and Universal. Inter- I'm forgetting Sony. No, Warner no, Brothers. No, you're not forgetting Sony. Warner Brothers is its own thing. Universal uh, and NBC are together. You'll have Fox and you'll have uh, Disney and you'll have Sony. Synergy. Yay, Synergy. <sighs> Let's move on. Because now I'm sad. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Um, but uh, we'll move on to some more sadness. Which is <laughs> this is why I wanted to move on. Yes, there's a big restructuring happening at DC Films now that Justice League is officially a disappointment. Oh, but Tom, I read on the internet that it cracked 500 million worldwide, so everyone should it shut did. up. It did. It's. It's. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's technically a hit in like the world. The loosest <laughs> definition. Like it broke records in China. Okay. Um. But yeah, there's a big shakeup now in the front office. It's DC because films. the government told them to watch it, and yeah, probably some cut out of it, right? Man, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. But uh, it's looking like John Berg, who was supposed to join Jeff Johns and run DC Films uh, after Batman versus Superman was a bomb, they brought in John Berg. Uh, instead, he's going to go produce other things. <laughs> he's leaving. <laughs> the studio says he actually approached them about the idea because he wanted to produce <laughs> like six months ago. I doubt it. <laughs> he wanted to get the hell out of and, it. And uh, Johns is going to still be DC's chief creative officer, but his contributions to the films could be more advisory in nature and not as oh. hands on, which I'm for. Yeah. Um, and then they may also shift the entire structure of DC Films altogether. Uh, instead of making <laughs> DC mean? Films its own entity, like how Marvel Studios is its own entity within Disney. They kind of run mm. themselves just like Lucasfilm does. Um, DC Films has been doing that, but now Warner Brothers is considering bringing DC Films back into the main movie arm of the studio. And so DC would be part of Warner Brothers just like any other uh, movie. <laughs> Which is basically Great. how Fox and Sony handle their superhero movies, and those do so well. Hey, the Fox, the Fox X Men movies do do very well. They've, I mean, Logan was a critical and financial success, as have been the last several X Men movies, and Deadpool. We can't forget Deadpool. <laughs> and damn it, oh, that's not out yet. That's <laughs> apparently happening. I don't know. Um. Um. I mean, what it, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, right? What I do I have to say it again? What do you think was going to happen? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and all these things are coming out now about how they brought in Joss Whedon before Zack Snyder even left the project because they were no, the no. But so the reason dark. why that movie wasn't good was Joss Whedon. I I would tell you the reason why that movie wasn't good was because it was uneven in tone, and some of that yeah, is Joss Whedon's inconsistent. fault. Um, Agreed. But it's not. It's also Zack Snyder's fault. No, but Tom, Tom, the internet tells me that if Zack Snyder was just left to his own devices, it wouldn't be shit at all. Yeah, because uh, he did such a great job on Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Fucking gangbusters. 
Which, by the way, I hope Gangbuster shows up in the next uh, Batman oh Superman movie. Where he, <laughs> I mean, it's he is reference. known to put in very obscure things. So. Well, I'm just saying, gang, gang. Does anyone know who Gangbuster? I know is? who Gangbuster is. Yes. I know who gang, Gangbuster is. Gangbuster Do you know who is, is under the helmet? Gangbuster originally was Superman with Superman, isn't it? Yeah. Yes! Now he pays. Yeah. Then, then yeah. the mantle was taken up by a man named Jose Delgado. And he became who actually hit 300 for the Blue Jays. So that's cool. <laughs> nice. That's Jose Thank Bautista. <laughs> and Carlos Delgado. There was a Delgado in there too. Yes, Carlos Delgado. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, I have, I have. First of all, they've also. It seems like they're kind of shaking up their film slate, which we kind of talked about before. That they're looking at 2018 as sort of a. Aquaman, and then we'll see what happens next year. Um, but there was a Comic-Con in Brazil over the weekend where DC Films did a presentation, much like they did at San Diego Comic-Con. And I, what I find funny about this is the websites like Comic Book Movie, which is notorious for clickbait and bullshit, um, is running with this as if it's a story, but they basically gave the same presentation they gave at San Diego about their slate of movies. Batgirl, Shazam, Suicide Squad 2, Green Lantern, Flashpoint, The Batman, and I don't know. There's another one in there I'm forgetting probably. And they're like, oh my God, the Cyborg movie's missing. Oh, Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman. That was what I'm forgetting. The Cyborg movie's missing. Nightwing movie's not on there. Man of Steel 2's not on there. Justice League 2's not on there. And it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like five months ago, they showed us this. <laughs> yeah. Like five months ago, we saw this. And that was the story then. Was that, oh, these other movies aren't there anymore. But, you know, we need clicks because it's been slow. So we'll treat it like it's new. Well, I'm not giving them more story ideas recently. So they got to figure shit out on their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found that interesting today because people are spreading that shit around on social media. Um, I, I want to, once again, as an olive branch to Warner brothers and DC films, <laughs> I know we haven't always seen eye to eye on how to handle this, but I want to offer our services as those two jerks to shepherd the future of the DC cinematic universe. I think you can't do any worse. <laughs> than us and you really have nowhere to go but up and we'll work cheap i mean you just need to keep rick in tofurkey and uh and i you know i as long as i have video games i'm pretty happy <laughs> i mean let's not forget if they go back and watch and listen to earlier episodes of our show i wrote a really good star trek uh movie in about five and a half minutes we so. don't own star trek but we did do a whole show where we laid out a plan for the entire dc cinematic universe uh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that if I could shit out a Star Trek movie in five minutes well, for no reason. It's actually funny you mention that, Rick. Oh, why is that talk? <laughs> because, speaking of shitting out a Star Trek movie, <laughs> that is in the imminent future, apparently. Uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, decided he wants to do a Star Trek movie, and because he happened to bump into J.J. Abrams... And J.J. Abrams, I guess, gets to do whatever he fucking wants now. <laughs> he he brought Tarantino to Paramount and said, uh, hey, Quentin's got a good idea for an R-rated Star Trek movie. You should listen to him. And Paramount was like, yeah, okay, Quentin, sure. Not thinking that mm, R-rated Star Trek Tarantino. That's that's like, uh, you know, 
olives in chocolate pudding. Like I don't I don't think that's gonna work out so well. What, what did you I guys think is, when you read this? Like I sent you the uh, article. What did you guys think about that? The first thing that came to my mind is how is he going to figure out how to sneak in the N-word 85 times in a Star yeah. Trek movie? Well, yeah, especially since Star Trek is all about integrated races and things. I'm just wondering. What uh, they... That was it. That was my only thought. <laughs> I mean, like, how is he going to, like, because he's, he's sort of famous for, I mean, do we call it paying homage? Or deconstructing, <laughs> you know, like we what, what do we call it? I call it ripping off, ripping off okay. 70s movies, ripping off his own movies, and then trying to pass it off as a directing style. As like artsy, right? Yeah, like this exactly. is art. This is film, right? Like, right. Is it going to work? Cinema. No, cinema. it's not going to fucking work. It's going to be a piece no. of garbage. It's I don't think it's ever actually going to happen. It's one of those things where it's like. This makes no sense. Like, okay, you want to do an R-rated Star Trek movie, but they're only doing it as an R-rated because it's Tarantino. And I, a, I, unless he's got some bang-up idea, I don't see this being uh, a worthwhile endeavor for them. And in terms of, do we need an R-rated Star Trek movie? Like they said, I think they said shit on Discovery this season. Okay, fine. Who cares? Like that one time data said shit. Data it really said funny. it once. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't matter. Fine. Put that. You want that in your movies. Fine. Let them swear. But like, do we need blood spatter on cameras and, and Uma Thurman as a green Orion slave girl? And yeah, uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice reference. Like, I, you know, I really, I, we don't need any of that. Like I don't need Leonardo DiCaprio as some racist version of a young captain Picard. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jean Luc. Exactly, Pickard, and like you're I, gonna you're oh. gonna be Pickerton in my damn. Oh my god! Ship. I mean, is the ship gonna be called the USS N word? Like, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Welcome to my plantation in the sky. Like, what was it? Get I said to, to you, Rick. Like, DiCaprio is gonna play like this southern, the the dim-witted southern brother of Khan, like Billy Bob Khan, <laughs> and he'll try and enslave Uhura somehow. <laughs> I'm going to show you how we are the master race. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just this whole thing is just ridiculous. Like, I see no good coming from this. And, and someone's it's gonna more get evidence that J.J. Abrams needs to just keep his fucking mouth shut and go, go make Star Wars Episode Nine. damn it. You have a job to do. Leave Star Trek alone for now. Um, what is even more troubling about this, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Patrick Stewart, who always constantly gets asked if he would ever play Jean-Luc Picard again, said, I can't see a way in which that would come to me and I would want to do it. He <laughs> said, but I've always wanted to work with Quentin Tarantino, and if he asked me, I would welcome that with open arms. And that just makes me even fucking sadder because if you've, like, Tarantino's going to find a way now to put Patrick Stewart in his movie. It's just I'm okay happen. with that. You, I'm okay with it. You fucking Mark. You are such, <laughs> uh yeah. You are <laughs> such news? Really? That's all it took. That's all it took to sway you was, <laughs> was we're gonna put Picard in this. Like um, it, what yes, if Picard says the N-word hello? a lot? What if Patrick Stewart just says the N-word a lot? Because it's Tarantino. Ugh. As right. long as it matches as, as long as it matches his his persona and why oh, he's doing oh, it. Fuck I, you. I would be. <laughs> I would 
be oh, interested you, you in hearing code SOB. <laughs> I guess would it be John like Luke? What is it like? You sh- just shut up! Ben All right, it's John Luke. In, what is it? Sexy Beast? Yes, ben Kingsley. Yeah. Would it be sort yeah. of like that? I mean, like, oh, his sort of. As long as he's not Ian McCullum in, in Sexy Beast, I think it's fine. Showing his um his versatility as an actor. <laughs> I don't just, like where uh, this if, is going. If that's what it takes don't. to get my captain back no. in the chair one more time, no. That's fine. No, I, I just no. I veto. <laughs> I have no veto power, but I veto. I don't want to see Jonathan Frank squeeze into another one of those <laughs> costumes. That's All why right. he directs now, because the man likes to eat. <laughs> so, okay. Oh my god, it's just so. Oh uh, no. Give no. Jordy another ship. We don't want. I don't want. I don't want yellow makeup on Brent Spiner anymore. Like the last time that. <laughs> Like we, B4 I know is gonna be in this. That's know, how he says I, the N word. He uh, learns it. Yes, I know intellectually <laughs> that Data's software is programmed to have him age, but oh my god, like they, those L'Oreal commercials are fucking right when they say makeup lays in all the fine lines on your face, and nowhere is that more apparent than in Brent Spiner's performance in the last in Star Trek Nemesis. He was uh, the only thing Brent was eating more of than catering was the set. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was crapping out pieces of the bridge in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I will miss our talks. As as a fan, <laughs> as a fan of Next Generation, I am sad that that was their last adventure because it's such a terrible movie. But oh, I don't but Tom think Hardy. I don't. Tom, but yeah, Tom Hardy's great in it. But the movie's terrible. Um. <laughs> But I don't. I Tarantino uh, is still not a good. Is not a good enough excuse to to put them back together. That's not gonna. The fact that they're together will not let make me want to see a Tarantino Star Trek film. Uh, I I hope, pray, and believe firmly that this will never happen. But Tom, we we got a lot of other films. Yes. There's so many. You know what? I think it's time for a lightning round. Tom. It is We're gonna, time we're... for a lightning round. We had three big trailers pop up this week. Uh, did you guys see them all? I I will tell you that yes. I have seen. Yeah, I've seen them all. I yeah, I'm okay. double checking. Cool. I've seen them all. Uh, Chris gets a 66% on this assignment. He said he's seen two out of the three. Um, two out of the three. All right. Well, the first one we'll talk about is uh, the Jurassic World sequel, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I have a very concrete opinion on this. What do you guys think? Is it The Lost World? Yes and no. Is it necessary? Uh, well, necessary from a story standpoint, or necessary from a the last one made a bajillion dollars standpoint? Uh, I will take the second part last, and yeah. the first part first. So from the first part, judging yeah, I mean, by it's... what uh, this trailer tells us is the story of this one, fuck no. Um, <laughs> It didn't. But I mean, I because don't. Because of the second part, then obviously, yes. <laughs> is this is this not one of the greatest examples of um, our good friend uh, Unicron that you have ever seen? Oh my god! You know, and that's. I mean, that's, it's funny you bring that up. Actually, sorry, Chris. You were you were saying something. I. It's. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think it was unnecessary. I don't think it was necessary <laughs> either. You know, it's like I. There were plenty of places the story could have gone. 
Um, but the what they're choosing to do with this makes no fucking sense at all. Uh, which is basically, if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, Jurassic World, the park, the island from the first movie, whatever, uh, is long is closed. But apparently, it was built. They spent billions of dollars, spared no expense. And built it on top of a fucking volcano. <laughs> and so now the volcano is going to erupt. And they have to go back and rescue all the dinosaurs. Where <laughs> no, they're going to take them? Rescue. I don't know. I don't know where they're taking them. Um, <laughs> and yeah, correct. No, you don't. No, you don't. They are no, you extinct. Don't. You can let them go. Like, we've seen this try happen before when they've brought the dinosaurs off this island. He ate San Diego. It's not good. It was a really great Godzilla joke for 55 uh, minutes. Like, I seriously, like, first of all, lots of places you could go with the story after the last one. Not this place. You're basically just going back again to the same place. And now you're trying to create some sort of animal rights, moral dilemma regarding these things that have done basically nothing for the environment except eat human beings. And cause lots of property damage. Oh, and by the way, Jeff Goldblum's in this one. Life does find a way. That's what we have to do. <laughs> I mean, we have to Jeff Goldblum Jeff finds Goldblum. a way. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum finds a way to get paid. That's what Jeff Goldblum does. I thought he died in the Lost World, didn't he? In no, book, just his career. Well, in the in the book, I think he does, but not in the movie. Tom. Yes. Tom. Yes. Tom. Yes. Tom. Yes. I watched your goddamn precious uh, Ready Player One Oasis trailer for three oh, yeah. and a half so, minutes. Yeah. So that's the next thing, and that is the yeah. official full trailer for Ready Player One came out. So now it has explained to people who haven't read the book more about the plot. And if you listen to this show for any length of time, I've already done that for you on at least a half a dozen <laughs> occasions. Um, this, this movie yeah. looks like, for people like you, Tom, the single most attractive glory hole in the history oh, of all God. mankind. All right, fine. <laughs> Look, I'm sa- it's total bait. If you're an 80s geek, it's total bait. Like, I'm not going to lie. 90s geek. It's a fucking yeah, just it's a a dog geek. whistle. Like, if you grew up as a geek, it is a dog whistle for you. <laughs> but what did you I, actually, uh, like, did it make you want to see the movie? Did it actually, mm-hmm. like, does it look good to you? Okay, okay. Did it make me, did it do, did it do its job as a trailer and make me interested in what was happening in the movie? Correct. Yes. Okay. Did it make me want to see this movie? No. No, because nothing makes you want to get out of your house and see a movie. Oh, that isn't even true. Shut I up. have to force you in, and use this show as an excuse to get you to go see a movie in the theater. Uh, which one was that exactly? Uh, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Uh, and? You went Wonder Woman? and screaming to see No, because I wanted two. very much to see Wonder Woman, very much to see it. Yeah, yeah. Aha! So still, Mister, I'm gonna wait to watch this at home because I hate. Yeah, I, have I, I know it's gonna be this. good. I know it's gonna be good. Yeah, and this is going to be terrible. So I'm not going to see it. What? Spielberg, How is this gonna ending. be terrible? Please explain that to me. Okay, I just I, I, that's a, not a fair statement. This is going to be really plotting and pathetically obvious. Maybe you haven't read the book. No, I haven't. But I can sort of see where it's going. I think it'll be fun. I think a lot of people are going to watch it and find it to be interesting. I'm a little worried, honestly, that I saw Overwatch characters in the trailer. That's kind of weird. 
I, um, didn't, I didn't notice that, but I've never played that game. So I yeah, can't not the at girl, the main girl from Overwatch. Maybe I'm wrong, but it looks like she makes an appearance in one of the quick flashes. She's wearing. Oh, really? She basically is wearing like yellow spandex, and she has a visor over her face. I mean, she's like the basically. It's like it's gonna be like Kingdom Come, right? Like. It's just a fucking haven for nerds to sit there and make annotations of what they saw when. Oh yeah, oh, it's all that's about very that, that's all that. It's all about the be. Easter eggs. I mean, and especially right? like, like the book was all about the Easter eggs, but the movie's gonna be even more so because there's gonna be little shit in the background that would never even get mentioned in a book, and it's gonna show I, up I'm on sure the people will find it fun, but to me, honestly, in my jaded persona as I am. I, it doesn't look like anything I wanted to watch. Like, yeah. eh, okay. it's, I mean, the book is, the book is really entertaining. It is not earth changing literature. Although I have some friends that would probably disagree. Um, it is. Well, not. I mean, I thought fight club was for a long time. So, uh, well, uh, <laughs> with a, a 21st century perspective on Chuck Palahniuk's writing. Um, I think I think we all have to rethink that man's body of work. As I say that as I look over at my collection of his books, and yeah. I have like eight of them. Yeah, I remember Collegiate Rick was very into Chuck Palahniuk. Um, Lullaby is a wonderful story. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, no, we're not. <laughs> the movie looks entertaining. The book was entertaining. All right, so there was a third trailer that, uh, and I, I'm shocked we're even seeing a trailer for this because I honestly thought this was going to die. And that is the animated Spider-Man movie from Sony uh, that is not connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stars Miles Morales as Spider-Man. It's called Spider-Man Looks Into cool. the Spider-Verse. Uh, we see both Miles and, I guess, Peter Parker. A Peter Parker. A Peter Parker, right, because it looks like he's at the grave of another Peter Parker. Well, that's movie. the Spider-Verse story now, isn't it? Right, right. It's a universe where I guess there are multiple Spider-Men. What did you guys think of this one? Chris. I, 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 as mentioned earlier, I didn't see this This is the one, one you didn't watch. <laughs> yeah. I, um, it reminded me a lot of the comics. It's cool to see Miles, a starring role. Uh, I think and I did see the I, Prowler uh, in one part of this trailer, too. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is a little bit too, too little too late. If that makes sense. Yeah, I can't imagine this is going to like get a whole bunch of people to want to go see it, given that like we just started with the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Spider-Man mania is not uh, a thing anymore. Yeah. It's, it's because there are so many other it, superheroes around now. Wouldn't this have been better served to not be released in theaters? I mean, yeah, but Sony needs something that's Spider-Man that's only theirs, that doesn't have Marvel Studios... Uh, they have Venom, the which is looking like it's just going to be ah, just really good. So <laughs> again, they need something that's going to make them money that Marvel's not <laughs> taking a huge. Maybe slice they could get Leo DiCaprio of. to do a movie about Venom in the eighties. Oh Jesus God! Anyway, <laughs> um, the movie looks cool, but I th I'm with you, Rick. I don't think this is going to become like this huge money maker for them. But then again, I didn't think the Lego Movie was going to make money either, and that's a fucking mint. So valid, very what valid. What do I know? All right. Now is the time where we ask the questions. Rick, we'll start with you. What's pissing you off this week? Um, well, Tom, I'll tell you. Um, St. Augustine, the city of <laughs> the oldest city in America. Pissing me off, Tom. 
Nope. I'm not really justified in this, but whatever. So <laughs> I. <laughs> that makes for the best ones. I went there with my wife this last weekend. We celebrated our five year anniversary. Go Yay! us. Yeah, good for us. We did not she give didn't up. Kill yet. You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, that too. Or at least, um, at least you've built up an immunity to the poison. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I put the poison in both drinks. Um, <laughs> so while we were in St. Augustine, we climbed up the light uh, lighthouse, which I shared photos of on my Facebook page, and I think he, you know everybody got to see it, and it was really cool. <clears throat> Did you know you can barely do anything in St. Augustine without forking over at least 20 bucks? Yes. It's a tourist trap. Well, yeah, and that's how it sustains itself. It's, it's weird Florida, just it, in, it is, all in one city. It's so depressing because the things that I wanted to see most, things like the fort, things like the Fountain of Youth, uh, the old jail, things like that, you know, things that have genuine real history. You got to pay like 30 bucks to get in there to just to drink a piece of egg water. And it's just, I'm looking around. I'm like, I get it. I know they need to make money because God forbid the city of St. Augustine actually funds this stuff. That's what kills me. The city of St. Augustine needs the lighthouse to be there. It needs the old fort to be there. It needs the old schoolhouse. It needs these things, right? It needs to know that everyone knows that it was around since 1565, right? Am I wrong or am I right? No, that's its identity. Exactly. So just like and, and maybe this is kind of playing into it, just like what happened with uh, um, the city of Bradenton, uh, where because nobody funded the goddamn tank that the oldest manatee in the world was living in. So it ended up getting killed because the tank fell apart. Finally, the city of St. Augustine isn't doing anything to put money back into its historical stuff. They're making peons like me pay money to go see the world's oldest schoolhouse. And part of that just makes me furious. Why are we so apt to just monetize everything? Shouldn't some things be kept by the people who live in that area? The whole reason why anyone's coming to your goddamn city is to see the gravestone that's been there since 1648. Maybe you could do something about it and make the, the cemetery habitable for people to walk in. Up your taxes for fuck's sake. It's not that hard. Just everyone chip in. Yeah. See that that's, that last part is the problem. Of course yeah. it is. Oh no, I realize how stupid it is for me to say this. <laughs> it's, it just makes me mad. I don't go there. Why should I pay anything for it? I don't have kids just because the school. only reason why my house is worth four hundred million dollars right. is because I ain't paying an extra penny when I go to Walmart. My kids ain't in public school. No, um, well, we don't have time for me to argue the merits of public schools on society. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway. But but that's it just it made me mad because like we went to the lighthouse and that was cool. And then we wanted to do like a whole bunch of other things. But then I started running the math and it would cost like four hundred dollars to see all of the cool, amazing sites, sites that have been preserved dramatically and wonderfully, but only because they've been given grants or because they just get money from rubes like me. <laughs> yeah, they got to survive somehow, I guess. Yeah, well. The obvious, of course, can't ever work. So no, it was man. always mice. Yeah, always my dumb the idea. Trees, put them in a tree museum, and charged all the people a dollar and a half to see them. Oh, I see what you did there. Nah, Might you say they paved it's... paradise? Yes, exactly. You put up mm. a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So, Tom. Yes, Rick. 
What's pissing you off? I'll tell you. Star Wars and the calendar. That is what's pissing me off. Do go on. I will elaborate. This Friday, December, well, this Thursday, December 14th, uh, The Last Jedi will finally be in theaters. And I have, and I'm very proud of this, so I'm going to toot my horn about this, I have managed to avoid spoilers for The Last Jedi. I know nothing concrete about what happens in this movie. Some might say it's not for a lack of trying, but that is neither here nor there. I am not going to be able to go see it for a week after it fucking opens. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to hold out that long. (laughs) Knowing that there will be reviews and I'll have all my questions answered just at the click of a mouse on the internet. In fact, it might even not be that much. I might just be able to scroll down Facebook and find out. And and I don't know how I'm going to cope. I feel like I'm going to I'm going to cave and that I need some sort of AA style sponsor for this. <laughs> like someone I can call and be like, I'm going to look at spoilers. I'm going to do it. It's just I'll just look at one. I just want to know one thing. That's it. I can totally I don't have a problem. I have it under control. I can just look at one and then somebody to talk me down. And and I I know myself and I know I'm probably going to cave and that makes me sad. Because you can do it. They've even got an ad campaign now telling people not to let anyone spoil it for you. Is it like a Me Too thing? No, it's a hear no, no evil, see like no on evil, their speak actual, no evil. Well, no, even on their yeah. commercials now, they have title cards they say, that say, don't let anyone spoil this. Uh, intercut oh, really? with scenes from the movie. Yeah, because oh, they had their, the world premiere was in LA this past Friday. The London premiere, the European premiere is tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday night. I forgot to mention that. Monday, December 11th. Um, the reactions, uh, initial reactions, like the critics are still embargoed until Wednesday for their reviews, but they were allowed to you know, post their reactions on Twitter, which they're always allowed to do, and they were like, most of them have been positive. Um, some saying it's as good as Empire. Some saying it's better than Empire. Uh, some saying that they had the twists and turns... Uh, came out of nowhere for them uh that mm. they they could not have predicted the things that would that happened in this and don't let people spoil it for you that's been the big thing is like even the critics are saying don't let people spo- like avoid spoilers if you can at all because the twists and turns are really good uh, that just makes me want to read them more that doesn't make me want to avoid them i don't like it about myself but it's true tom you can do it man I believe it's 11 days. I can't see the movie for 11 more days, but it'll be out in four. I don't like that. You, you can do it. You can, you can do it. You got this, man. Yeah. yeah. I probably won't see it for like three weeks, so. <laughs> I might see it when it comes on Netflix. Fuck you, Rick. Yeah, exactly. You know the guy who two you know months ago was like, I really want to see this one in the movie theater because of Carrie Fisher. No, I do. I'm just, and now I'm, you're like, I'm waiting for I, Netflix. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I can't make jokes anymore. Sorry, no, Tom. No. I apologize. Microaggression. <laughs> I need to save space. Anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chris, what's yeah. pissing you off slash what did you learn this week? I've, it's, it's a combo. Awesome. It's 
the holidays. Mm, the holidays. As I age, it, it the holidays just become increasingly difficult. It started with the marriage, right? Because <laughs> at that point, it becomes not just one set of holidays. It becomes like four sets of holidays. And now that we have our little dude, it becomes a little bit even just increasingly difficult. It's just because everybody wants to see the dude, right? Like, yeah. which is cool. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, he, I mean, he, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't yeah, know but, that you've gotten him stuff. But, but Chris, if you take 7,000 photos, then he'll never look at any of them and everyone will remember them. Right. <laughs> Right, and but it's, it's like, super important that people see him on the date on the calendar that we're told to be <laughs> that is special, instead of just at any point around there where it's convenient. <laughs> no, it has to be the day. No, it has to be on the, the day because that day is different from all other days. Somehow. Exactly, it's got to right. be that day. It's got to because be then if you don't get all the seven Dragon Balls together, <laughs> Jesus can't be reborn. <laughs> this it's... is the only day where we can open the portal. Exactly. <laughs> the stars have it's, aligned. It's exactly. where the veil is weakest between our world and the next. <laughs> the bleed. Um, bleed. Oh, another good reference. Nice. Thank you, Warren uh, Ellis. The, I, the holidays. I'm just. Uh, I mean, it's it's a good opportunity to see people who you haven't seen in a while and stuff. But it also, I'm just up. It's it's not even the actual holiday yet, man. I'm just over it. So, yep, I yep. know exactly where so you're coming so, from. Then yeah, throw, in, throw in like a good half dozen family birthdays in the same month and see what happens. It's just, it's every day should be a celebration of life, man. Every day, <laughs> every day special. It's just no, it's not the day, man. The calendar has a picture on it on this day, so this is a special day, exactly. I mean, we do get it off, which is nice, yeah. You know? <laughs> You can't just sleep that day, though. I mean, <laughs> no, I've I've heard I've heard that if you get all family members from both sides, including children and grandchildren, into one room, uh, into one house on that special day, specifically where it's least convenient and possibly least helpful, um, that at that point you get to make a wish, and that wish is to do the exact same thing again next year with more misery. That's what I've been told. I have no idea if that's true, Tom. <laughs> I know I know people make wishes during moments like that, but it's usually for some sort of uh, meteor to crash or ritual suicide. <laughs> or some additional alcohol. To... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the hose from the car to stretch into yeah. the living room. Uh, uh, terrible disease to befall a relative. I don't know. <laughs> we all, we the... all have hopes and dreams, I suppose. One <laughs> <laughs> can wish. Rick, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned that as I get older and I have slightly less responsibilities than some of my friends, I can actually start adulting in a way that I always wanted to. And uh, specifically, thanks entirely to my amazing wife, we are sending out holiday cards this year. Mm. And by doing that, I don't have to go to anyone's parties, and I don't have to be a part of anything. <laughs> I don't think that absolves you, Rick. And if anyone wants to read about my family, they have the internet. Otherwise, here's a card. Merry fuck you must. Goodbye. <laughs> if anything, the card reminds certain people that you exist, and then you get invited to things where you would normally not have been. 
Oh, if only I could, Tom, but I'm afraid I have to wash my hair for the next six weeks. So <laughs> it is what it is. But here we are. Tom, what did you learn this week? Oh, boy. Um, I learned a great number of things, I suppose. But uh, I would say that <laughs> the most important one I learned was that um, we all pretty much hate the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and granted the show is called those two jerks and we're all sort of inherently grinchy but uh i think we have valid arguments here i think nah, we do. it used to be fun no it was only fun when you were a kid and you got gifts and you didn't have to do anything it was never fun you're both wrong it was never fun oh you 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 had a deal. no no, no, no. It was yeah, it had a trade-off. That's why it wasn't fun. <laughs> um, it was never fun because it always ended up with somebody we weren't you didn't do enough. People got mad. Oh, see, when you're always. a kid though, you don't know that stuff. Yeah, you don't know that that I end of it, it, man. Like you, you don't know <laughs> You don't know that it. you're hijacking. It was Christmas. played out in some sort you know, of dramatic like, oh, presentation. This is our family tradition. You you don't you don't know that you're you're the one doing that when you're a kid. Mm, it was pretty obvious that bad things were happening in my house, but that's <laughs> geez, uh, man, a lot of a lot of stuff was laid on you early. The new name of the show. Go on, go on. <laughs> there was, there How did was that just make a lot feel? of yelling, <laughs> and I didn't help anything by telling everyone that this wasn't the toy I wanted because God <laughs> help them if they don't get me the right toy. It was this Hanukkah Harry, you know, Oh, boy. So, uh, Rick, if anyone wants to send us some sort of e-Christmas card, how can they do that? (laughs) (laughs) They can send that directly to Tom. (laughs) (laughs) If they want to send an e-holiday card, how do they send it to Rick? Ah, thank you. Somebody reads my blog. Mm. Um, Yes, yes. yes. Rick has a blog? I'm sensitive. Thank you. Well, I've turned my Twitter into uh, into a blog. Not our Twitter, because... I wouldn't actually want to ruin the those two jerks Twitter with my endless mindless musings. But uh, if they wanted to tweet at us, they could tweet at us at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out T.W.O. And you can tell me all about your holiday misgivings and how maybe you, too, were wrong to have a holiday, have hopes, draft Antonio Brown in the first overall pick of the 2017 Fantasy League. Whatever it is that's on your mind. So bitter. Tom, how else can they get a hold of us? Well, you can email us, those two jerks at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash those two jerks. Make sure to like the page. You'll get all the latest updates. In fact, you got uh, links to the Ready Player One trailer over the weekend if you had liked our page uh, right after it came up. And you also got video of the Giancarlo Stanton press conference right after it happened today. If you followed our page, all you have to do is click the like button. Uh, You can also leave us a voicemail if you liked something on the show, you didn't like something on the show, you want to just join the discussion, 321-76-JERKS, J-E-R-K-S. You can find all that information at those2jerks.com. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vukani Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander, and until the holidays become stress-free for everyone, we will remain those two jerks. We're all going to be dead soon, everybody. (laughs) See you next time.